Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys. And uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackey. I've gotten in many of uh, arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Can you believe it? The week is almost over. I'm Daniel Sellerson, filling in again for Sean Kelly as a busy day again on the campus of the Saints and the Pelicans here off Airline Drive. Day three of Saints minicamp presented by Verizon. Last day of Saints minicamp, I should say. Days one and two went well for the head coach, Sean Payton. Great turnout by the fans, even in the hot weather. Proud of them for what they've done in the last couple of days. It's been exciting. It's been great to see some football. Even if there's no pads, no contact, it's still good to see some of the new faces and some of the old faces going uh, running through drills, and uh, someone that was attending Saints minicamp yesterday was uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer and for, and Saints Hall of Famer Willie Rofe. He'll be here in Studio B to join me, talk about the Saints and the offensive line and many other topics that we will discuss. And um, also on the Pelican side, log on to pelicans.com, probably right about now if you're listening to the show, and you can find out who the dancers will be on the 2015-16 Pelicans dance team. So, again, your new squad will be announced Today on Pelicans.com, make sure you log on to find out who will be dancing on this year's team. Also, we'll have Jim Eichenhofer on today's show, uh, talking Pelicans about a week, actually a week from today, the NBA draft uh, will be in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. Should be an exciting time. Pelicans, one pick in the second round. You never know what else can happen. Um, We'll have Jim on to kind of talk about what's next for the Pelicans. Alvin Gentry will be introduced sometime next week. Um, and what moving forward, what will the next couple weeks be like for the Pelicans? Jim will explain all that on this show as well. A brief moment before we take a break, just want to say thoughts and prayers go out to those um, affected in the shooting in Charleston, South Carolina at that church. Um, just a, a horrible tragedy, and again, just can't even imagine what those families are going through. So uh, thoughts and prayers to everyone and those who were affected by the shooting yesterday. So, um Lots of good stuff today. Hall of Famer Willie Rope in studio, along with Jim Eichenhofer. So plenty of Pelicans and Saints talk. And also, if you missed any of um, the media availability yesterday between Sean Payne and all the other players, be sure to log on to NewOrleansSaints.com. Let's get started when we come back. Willie Rope in Studio B. You're listening to the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report.
Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Another win for U.S. agencies. You can score big with U.S. agencies with more choices, more products, more savings. Tickets? Accidents? No problem. U.S. agencies can insure any driver regardless of their driving record. Big savings and great service. Now that's a winning combination. Call for a fast free quote and start saving today. 800-761-6822. That's 800-761-6822. Auto insurance for less and service that's the best. Restrictions apply. Liability premium only. Here's a valuable lesson I've learned as an Intergy customer. Saving energy saves you money. And the online videos at EntergySavings.com show you how. A few simple projects can make a big difference in your bill. In just a few hours, I knocked my monthly bill down by 20%. It was easy. From caulking windows to programming your thermostat, the Intergy videos walk you through it. Visit EntergySavings.com and start saving today. That's the power of people. Intergy. Everything you need to know about the Saints and Pelicans is right here on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. I am honored to be joined in Studio B by Willie Rope, 11-time Pro Bowler, Pro Football Hall of Fame, College Football Hall of Fame, Saints Hall of Fame. And I noticed, Willie, you have a nice ring on your finger there from your ring of honor there. It looks pretty sharp. Oh, man, it's beautiful. It's uh, I think this might be the nicest ring I have other than... Uh, my wife might say her, the wedding ring might yeah. be nicer than her. I don't know how that's going to go. <laughs> I can't take that one off, but uh, I think I'm going I'm to I'm wear this a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So how does it feel to be back on campus? It feels good. You know, uh, Coach just made a nice introduction, and, uh, you know, I think the young guys show a lot of respect to, toward toward me and what I did. And, um, you know, it's good to see Drew and some of the guys uh, ran into Kevin Williams, who I played yeah. against. And when he, I remember when he was a rookie coming into training camp with Minnesota. Oh wow! And he's had this is his thirteenth year. Yeah. And I played thirteen years, so getting to talk to him and obviously talking to the linemen, it's been a lot of fun. Well, what do you say to the linemen? Have you been able to give them some advice while you've been here? You know, I just tell them, you know, make which they do, take care of your bodies. Mm-hmm. And, and I talk to obviously me and Teron have a relationship, right. and uh, I just tell them make sure he stays on his fundamentals, his technique, and when he when he feels himself slipping away from his technique, make sure he concentrates on his practice and. Hand, hand punching and keeping his hands real tight. And we just we just talk about a lot of technique stuff. You mentioned Teron Armstead. How long have you had a relationship with him outside of, I guess, either outside of football or what have you been doing outside of being here at camp? Well, we, we've had a relationship for a couple of years. You know, after he got drafted, he went to – he went he played college ball where I, where I grew up. Okay. And then I met him and uh, he, 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 he's, he's been, you know, w- wanting to get my advice and pick my brain. And Teron likes to soak up knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, he's been uh, – it's been, it's been kind of like I've been – when I watch him play, I send him little texts and and see how he's doing. And uh, I know he has two two daughters, and he, he loves his kids, and uh, he wants me to come by and see his kids before uh, I leave town. So we have a good relationship. Yeah, good. So how has he grown as far as a, a player in the last few years here with the Saints? I mean, you, you know, he's grown up a lot. You know, he you know he had some he had some good, good some good games against. I remember he played against Clay Matthews and, mm-hmm. and had a good game against Green Bay. Uh, you know, you know he's had the injury bug a little bit and. You know, he needs to stay on the field. And I tell him, man, right. you know, you got to stay on the field. You know, look look what happened when uh, I think the kid was here before he went to Dallas, Park, mm-hmm. Parnett, and he went to Dallas and had a great year. And 
Now he went to Jacksonville, got yeah. a nice nice deal, but you got to stay on the field. So what are keys for him for this season? What are you telling him what he needs to work on this year to keep improving? Uh, you know, just keep working on his technique. Okay. Obviously his hands in the pass rush, the inside move and in the, in the bull rush. And, uh, and uh, you know, keep getting better and be consistent. And like I said, try to, you know, you know knock on wood, just stay healthy and stay on the field. Uh, you've been around training camp or mini camp today. Is it is mini camp the same as it was back when you were playing? Is it changed no. any? It's all different now. I mean, the, I I remember when we had mini camp. It would be like the for a three week day weekend if it wasn't no two days, and we would be basically hitting two days two every day mm -hmm. except for Sunday. You you would go to twice on Friday, twice on Saturday, and I think once on Sunday. I can't remember. Maybe twice. Okay, but uh, I think we were in full pads most of the time then. So lots of contact then. Yeah, so. lots of contact. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's, uh, it's it's different than it was. No, you know what? I might be respecting. I I I don't think we had the pads on, but we did practice twice a day. We might have had uppers on, but uh, but I just remember I just remember it was hot, and if you yeah. hadn't been doing hadn't been in the heat like that doing practicing, that it, uh, you would get tired. Do you think it's good from the changes that there's not as much contact and stuff like that, or do you, you think uh, it should go back to maybe something like? I, I, th I think it's good not to have as much contact in all season. I think you probably could use a little more contact in yeah. training camp. Gotcha. You know, we we hit we hit a lot. Yeah. Your body was ready for the season back then because you you hit more at training camp, but that's when you need to hit more because mm -hmm. you're getting ready for the season. As offensive lineman, what it what do you do right now as far as mini camps, training camp, OTAs? What do offensive linemen work on during this time? Is it more technique and stuff more, like that? It's more technique, balance. Mm -hmm. You know, guys aren't going to be out there trying to run each other over, you would think, mm -hmm. at these type of practices. You want to work on balance, hand placement, you know, uh, uh, footwork, you know, and you and you really want to try to fine-tune it, you know, right now. So, you know, like you said, the, the main thing for Toronto and younger guys is to work on their technique and balance and stuff like that. So by when you get to be in eight, nine, year 10, you kind of can coach yourself and see in the film where yep. you're kind of messing up your steps. But you, you've been doing it so long, mm -hmm. it's kind of like old nature. You were a first-round pick back in 93. The Saints draft Andres Pete uh, in the first round with their first pick. Are expectations a little higher when you're a first-round pick? They are. Yeah. They are high. In the, in the year, they were especially hard for me that year because they had traded Pat Swillen. Mm -hmm. So they had traded Pat Swillen to Detroit and got Detroit's pick. So, uh, you know, a lot of people were wondering – who this kid from Louisiana Tech they were mm -hmm. drafting were right. when I first got here, and you know you trade you you, you you were breaking up the Dome Patrol, which you know the the years prior had some real good years. You know that I mean those were when, that's when the Saints teams started playing with a lot of pride when they had mm -hmm. the Dome Patrol here and those teams with Bobby Abraham. So uh, it was pressure, but uh, my thing was I wanted to get in camp on time and I wanted to be ready to play Week One, and, and uh, I was and um, and and uh, got off to a good start, and that was. That was my main thing, wanting to get off to a good start of my career. How did you deal with all those tough expectations and the pressure, and maybe what advice would you give to Pete now? Uh, like I said, get it, get his contract done and uh, learn, as much, learn mm -hmm. as much of the playbook as he can right now. It's going to be adjustment to the – which he plays – he played at a big school. Right. But some of the defenses and stuff he's going to see is going to be – it's going to be an adjustment. And uh, I, don't, I don't know where they have – they got him playing left or right tackle. I don't know where they have right. him playing. Right now, do you know what it? What no, no, I'm not sure right now. But no. um, it, how big of a difference is it as far as right and left tackle, as far as well, adjusting? I, th I think he, I think he played more left in college. Yeah, okay. And uh, and uh, I think you know it's going to be an adjustment because you're going to have to change your set and your power hand. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously your inside hand, whichever one is going to be your power hand. So you know, you just want to make sure if he's going to stay at the left side, then he's going to keep doing what, learning from what he did in college. But uh, you know, you go to the right side, you're going to be 
most times you're going against a bigger, stronger, right. more pass rush over there. How drastic is the learning curve from going to college into your first couple years in the NFL? Is it as big as – is it a big difference or is it really it, not as bad? Well, it was big for me because I went to a smaller school, so I hadn't seen the complex blitzes and some of the schemes that they did in the NFL. We didn't see a lot of them. I mean, mm -hmm. we, we might play Alabama or Auburn two or three times a year, but we weren't playing the big schools as much. So it, you just have to learn – the, ver the verbiage, first of all, and then you have to learn how to read those defenses, which is which is an adjustment. You know, with you and the quarterback and your line being on being on on on, on the same pages, who you declare is Mike, and, and then you go from there. I'm talking to Willie Rofe, 11-time Pro Bowler, Pro Football Hall of Famer, College Football Hall of Famer, and most importantly, Saints Hall of Famer. Uh, what about this offensive line, Willie? You have Andres Pete, you have Max Unger, Tim Melito, you have guys like Jari Evans and Streif. A pretty powerful line, wouldn't you say, for the Saints right now? I think if they, if they stay healthy, I think this would be, you know, one of the better lines they've had. And they they had, you know, for that for that time period, they they you know breezed this town for five thousand yards for four or five years, and they and I think the injury bug. Caught up with him some last year, but if the guys can stay healthy, this might be a this might be a line to remember. Now, how important? And I know offensive line is so important in the NFL right now. But do you think teams are stressing more on the offensive line now compared to when you were back in the day, or do you think it's the other way around? Or is it any different? You think teams are still stressing the same amount as far as an offensive line? Hmm. You know, they pass the ball more now than right. they did when when I was mm -hmm. playing. Uh, we ran the ball some. I think now with the schemes, I don't know if they're stretching it quite as much. Okay. You, you got to have a good line, right? But with the, with the way the system's set up now with mm -hmm. the offenses, I don't know if if, if it is kind of stress is important because you saw after Joe Thomas got that big deal, mm -hmm. you know, kind of it's kind of leveled off. Got salaries are starting to come down a little right. bit off of the line, so I think it's still it's very important. But I don't think it is quite as important as they they were when I was coming in the blind side and all that stuff. It was. You know, it was it was that's when they were stressing it, and 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 it was a lot of focus on the offensive line when I was coming in there. What are your thoughts on this team in general, uh, as far as they really didn't meet expectations last year, missed the playoffs? What are your thoughts on this team this year? Made a lot of changes, but there's still a lot of core players on this team as well. There's still a lot of core players. You got some great great leadership on this team. When anytime you got Drew back there, you got the leadership, and, and you you know you want to have a good mix of vets and younger guys. You know, the vets obviously show the guys how to work ethic and how to practice and everything. Uh, I think Mark Ingram coming back is going to be good. Um, you know they let they let a few good, a few good good players go. Um, you know, and like you said, Jimmy, Jimmy was great talent, but you know, you know like I said, he's a little inconsistent sometimes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I ju I just think um, that long as they come in with the right focus, I think it's going to be with, with Coach Payton. It's going to be a good group. It's going to be a good team. Any plans to attend some games this year? Oh yeah, yeah, good. I definitely back to him. And I, I I heard about the. The five-star resort there in, in West Virginia. I might might be coming up to training camp for a couple of days. Okay, you a golfer? I know they have a lot of golf up well, there I, too. I I, I, I I can try to swing them. You can try to swing them. I don't want to hit anybody with the ball, but uh, you're probably better than I am. So yeah, don't, it's all good. That's Willie Rofe, Hall of Famer, Pro Football Hall of Famer, College Football Hall of Famer, Saints Hall of Famer, and that that ring shiny. I might have to wear some sunglasses next time. Yeah, I'm interviewing you, Willie. I uh, really appreciate you coming in here and uh, enjoy the rest of your time here with the Saints. Thank you. All right, we'll be right back. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. 
Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. Big thanks to Willie Rowe, Pro Football Hall of Famer, for coming on today. And I guess this is a, a Hall of Fame show in general because now we have Pelicans Hall of Fame writer Jim Eikenhofer in studio be with me. Jim, I mean, you're sitting in the same seat as Willie Rowe. That's a Hall of Fame chair right now. <laughs> I, I tell you, I absolutely love your introductions of me. I'm considering hiring you as my agent because I feel like you do the best job of representing me. And uh, so we'll, maybe we can talk about that after the show. With all the money you make, I would love to be your agent. Because <laughs> I know you have a private island, a big chateau. I mean, you were just hanging out with Donald Trump the last couple of days. So That's right. I think this, this, uh, this relationship could really uh, – be beneficial for for both of us so well, we can we'll, talk about we'll talk later yeah we'll talk after the segment okay. we don't need to get into details right. with everyone here um right. still nice to talk about basketball but the season is officially done golden state warriors are your 2015 nba champions first off jim i know kyrie irving kevin love were hurt for the Cavs, but i was pretty impressed with how the Cavs still made it a series what were your thoughts on the nba finals in general definitely i mean the fact that they were up 2-1 at one point it was looking a little dicey for golden state I think that was pretty surprising to people. I thought right off the bat in the first two games at Golden State where it's a very tough place to play, Cleveland kind of set the tone that this is not going to be an easy series at all for the Warriors. I know the Warriors in the last three games kind of reasserted that they are the better team, which I think people pretty much expected going in. And realistically, they were the better, the best team in the NBA this year. There's no way you could argue otherwise. So, But it, was a, it, it turned out to be a really good series, an interesting series. Um, you know, unfortunately, as you referenced, Cleveland just ran out of gas, mm -hmm. and I think they ran out of firepower. And, I mean, that's one team that you you definitely don't want to be playing shorthanded against the way they were. So, But um, I, I thought it was it, it was entertaining. It was it was good to uh, – I was happy to see the Warriors win. I mean, they're, they're, uh, they play a very entertaining brand of, of basketball, so it, it, was, it was cool to see that. Were you surprised that Andre Iguodala won MVP, and were you also surprised that – LeBron James almost beat him out for it, four votes to seven. Mm. A little bit. I was a little surprised because I thought it seemed like as um, you got closer to the end of game six, uh, people started to say maybe Curry will win it. Mm -hmm. But I agreed with the decision because I thought as as well as Curry played in the last couple games, he the first uh, maybe three games of the series, he, he kind of struggled to the point where people were – even using the the phrase Del, Del Vadova as the Curry stopper, mm -hmm. whether that was re realistic or not, probably not. But um, 
so I, I was I love Curry. I think he's he's a great he's obviously a great player and he, he seems like a great dude. So I would have been happy with him winning finals MVP, but I thought that they made the right decision by giving it to Iguodala because he played well from right from game one. He he was very consistent and um so I, I, I agreed with that pick. I thought that was that was a good one. Now, I know I don't know about you, but I thought it was a little strange as far as me. I was rooting for the Golden State Warriors more so for uh, their assistant coach, Alvin Gentry, and Pelican's new head coach. And after the NBA Finals were over, they're all in the locker room with champagne. <laughs> Steve Kerr's talking about, oh, Alvin Gentry's gone. He's going to the Pelicans. And a Alvin Gentry had a little message for AD saying, <laughs> we're going to be right back here next year. Um, that went viral. Pretty cool oh, video. Yeah. Got fans pumped up. Um just talk about Alvin Gentry's personality. How how excited are fans starting to get as far as the Alvin Gentry era and just what kind of person he is? Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I've started talking to different people around the league about him, and you hear nothing but good things about him as a person. It seems like people rave about him. Um, I talked to one of the reporters in Phoenix that covered the Suns while he was there, and, I mean, he you, you rarely hear – some of the the grizzled new media members or newspaper guys talk in the glowing terms that that he did ab about Alvin Gentry, so that was cool to hear. And um, as far as the incident, the uh, what happened after the game in in the locker room, I I mean, to me that kind of summed up the way the Warriors are. It seems yeah. like they have so much fun, they have such a good bond with each other that they can kind of joke around. And I know people talked about the prank that they played on Alvin Gentry where they spliced some Pelicans highlights mm -hmm. into the game film. So I thought that was great. And, I mean, I was surprised by it because you just don't expect something like that to happen Yeah. Um, after game six of the NBA Finals. But, I mean, for us, I thought it was really cool. Um, as you said, it went viral. I mean, it blew up like crazy. Within mm -hmm. 20 minutes, I think, after it was posted, um, everybody was retweeting it and everybody was talking about it. And I, I saw so many people – either whether it was to me directly on Twitter or to, uh, you know, other areas um, say, man, this gets me so excited for next season. Yeah. I'm already ready to go. When can we start the season? So, I mean, that was really cool to, to hear that. I mean, we're, we're still four months away or so from even training camp starting. So usually this time of year, you're not really in that mode yet, but I feel like it did kind of jumpstart people already thinking about um, 2015, 2016. It seems like Alvin Gentry is the king of viral videos because just last week, another viral, viral <laughs> video of him dunking. A little help from the wall, but still, for I don't want to call him old, but he's 60 years old, and for him to get up right. and do that. I mean, I can't do that, and I'm 27 <laughs> years old, so uh, pretty impressive. He's got some ups. That was. I mean, I mean, like you said, he, yeah, he had a little bit of help, but I mean, I think there's, a, there's not many 60-year-olds who would even try that. Like, how many 60-year-olds would – would would see the rim and see the okay maybe I can vault myself yeah. off the wall and dunk it and think yeah I'm gonna try this I mean I think people that are probably 20 25 years younger than that would might be like you know I'm not sure if this is the smartest idea but I mean the fact that he could do that and also again the reaction that all the players had and exactly. all the other coaches it was just another one of those things that made you say like man they must have had so much fun this mm -hmm. year with with the Warriors obviously when you win the way they they did that yeah. it helps to do that but I mean it was just that was just really funny to see and just to 
to just another example of the kind of atmosphere they had with that team this year. Yeah, he seems like Alvin Gentry such a fun guy, such an easy guy to get along with. Can't wait to get to know him. So uh, he's going to celebrate a little parade in the next couple days and celebrate with the Warriors. And then bye-bye Golden State. It's time to focus on the Pelicans. What are the next, I guess, few days, maybe next week going to be like for him? And uh, what are his priorities first? Is it going to be coaching staff, getting all that settled in, and then NBA draft, and then free agency? Is that how the order is going to can played out. Yeah, he'll be having his um he'll be having his press conference next week here in um in Metairie. You know, funny aside that I that I just thought of when you were talking about that during the AD thing last the other night, he Steve Kerr was yelling, "He's not on the staff anymore. He's not mm, on the yeah. staff anymore." So, which is another thing that I thought was funny yeah. that he was kind of you know, of course, jokingly saying, like, you're done. They're trying to kick him out of the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was calling for security, yeah. which I thought was hilarious. But um. Yeah, he'll he'll be uh, he'll have his press conference. I would think that you know the staff announcements will come shortly thereafter. I'm not sure exactly what the timetable for that will be, but um, you know he's gonna he, he'll need to fill out the staff, his assistant coaches, um, and really, th- even though we've been in kind of a holding pattern the last few weeks because obviously we've been waiting for Golden State season to end to kind of set the set everything in motion. I mean, the next couple of weeks, I think things are going to be coming fast and furious because you obviously have the draft on Thursday. Free agency starts July 1st. Um, Summer League first game is July 10th. And you you'll have some members of the of his staff directly coaching the Summer League team. Mm-hmm. So not we're not sure, obviously, who that's going to be right now or how that's going to be set up. But I mean, things are in the next two or three weeks. I mean, there's going to be a lot of things happening. So kind of a exciting time right now at this this point in the offseason yeah right now it's a very exciting time for the pelicans and uh, also all signs today point to eric gordon opting in for his final year of his contract i can at least say i think a lot of people expected that he would opt in what are your thoughts on eric gordon opting in for the Pelicans? sure i agree i mean realistically i don't think there were too many people that thought he would opt out just based on the the reality of what his contract is and if he had become a free agent it would be it would have been a tall order no matter how good his agent was to to um, command that kind of money so I don't think anyone it's really surprised anyone um, I think the one of the one of the unique things about him coming back is that you have a situation where where um, the top five sc- scores from last year's team are all under contract right now for next season so I know there's been a few off seasons um, where a lot of some some of the key pieces and a lot of the guys on the roster have turned over, um, we'll see what happens this off season with that. But um, with him coming back and opting in, I mean, the one thing that is a little bit unique is that you do have a lot of guys that right now are under contract and and barring changes, obviously that they'll they'll be here next season. Absolutely. Let's talk about how Eric Gordon. As far as we talked a little bit about when Gentry is hired about how. This roster fits in with his type of system. With the way Eric Gordon shot last year, his quickness, his ability to drive to the basket, and the spacing that Alvin Gentry provides, this should be pretty nice offensive setup for Eric Gordon next season. Yeah, I mean, specifically in terms of his three-point shooting, where he was ranked second in the league last year behind only Kyle Korver, you would think that in a system where you push the ball more and the spacing is is has been such a uh, emphasis – that it's possible that he'll shoot the ball. I mean, you never know with shooting. It, it can kind of come, come and go and fluctuates from year to year. But, I mean, it's possible that he could get just as many or more opportunities 
for open three pointers and and good looks than he had even last year. So, I mean, we'll we'll see what impact it has on him. But um, I think it's possible that he, that he could uh he could be one of the guys that benefits a lot from, you know, playing a, a faster pace. Should be interesting to see these next few weeks. Should be very interesting for the Pelicans. Be sure to log on to pelicans.com for more on uh, the story with Eric Gordon. And Jim Eikenhofer will have plenty of stuff leading up to the draft. And we'll also have Jim on next Thursday as we are extending the Black and Blue Report for another week. Jim will be on Thursday as a special draft edition of the show. So you are usually on on Tuesdays, TGIT. We're just going to add an H, TGIT, because <laughs> you're going to be on some Thursdays right now. So you ready? Hey, sounds good to me. I'll... I like TGI Tuesdays, but any day you want me to come on, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, be on the lookout. Lots of good stuff next week. A lot of special co-hosts with me. We'll have Jen Hale on Monday, Joel Myers on Tuesday, David Wesley a Wesley Wednesday on Wednesday, and, of course, Jim Eichenhofer on Thursday. So plenty of Pelicans talk on the way, and uh, looking forward to meeting Alvin Gentry, looking forward to hearing what the staff is all about, and uh, looking forward to the draft and then free agency. Jim Eichenhofer, Pelicans.com writer. We'll be back to wrap things up in just a few moments. In New Orleans, our irrepressible spirit flows like the river through everything we do, especially when it comes to sports. Following the boys in black and gold or watching the Z's on Airline Highway, New Orleans redefines what it means to be a fan. And this year, we're flocking to the nest to watch our New Orleans Pelicans take flight. The Whitney is a proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans, a great team for a great city. Whitney Bank, member FDIC. Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. This is Anthony Davis, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Very good show today. It was a lot of fun having Willie Rope and Jim Eikenhofer in studio B with me. And uh, tomorrow we'll uh, recap. We'll put a bow on Saints minicamp, and then we'll uh, get you set for next week with the Pelicans and the draft and a new head coach. And uh, we're going to have a lot of good stuff next week. Um, I know I said yesterday and actually earlier this week that we would be on hiatus after Friday's show, but we are expanding our coverage and expanding the show a, a week longer, uh, actually like seven more days, I would say. June 30th will be our last show as we wanted to make sure we got plenty of Pelicans coverage for you. Next week I'll have a lot of special guest hosts with me on the show. Jen Hale uh, from the NFL on Fox and Fox Sports New Orleans will be on show Monday. Joel Myers, of course, the television voice of the Pelicans, will be on Tuesday with me. David Wesley will have a special Wesley Wednesday. Um, the Fox Sports television analyst for the Pelicans. And uh, on Thursday, we'll bring back Jim Eichenhofer, as I mentioned last segment, as we'll have a special draft show previewing the draft. I don't know how much we can really preview since Pelicans don't have a first-round pick, but many things can happen between now and next Thursday, and you never know what can happen during the draft. It was just a couple years ago the Pelicans made a trade um, in the draft that acquired Drew Holiday. That was in the Nerlens Noel deal. So, again, you never know. Pelicans have also made some moves in the last one. I think last year was the Pierre Jackson move in the second round to get Russ Smith. So, Pelicans have been active in the draft. I don't know anything. I'm not saying that 
things are going to happen, but you just never know. So um, be sure to tune in to the Black and Blue Report and Pelicans.com for all the coverage of the NBA draft leading up to Thursday's draft, June 25th. So tomorrow we'll be back wrapping up Saints minicamp. And again, all the stuff from today, you can log on to NewOrleansSaints.com and hear a bunch of interviews, watch a bunch of interviews, I should say, from today. And again, you can log on to Pelicans.com to find out who will be on this year's Pelicans dance team squad that is announced probably as we speak right now if you're listening to the show. Hope everyone stays cool on this hot Thursday, and everyone have a great rest of your Thursday. And until tomorrow, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.